0: Welcome to how to hustle with talent atelier dedicated to placing the very best people into the fashion beauty and luxury lifestyle industries talent atelier are based in shoreditch in london and work internationally with senior through to c-suite level talent essentially we're a dating agency aiming to create love stories between businesses and people Our podcast often focuses on empowering the talent we work with, which we really, really love to do. But today we thought we would flip things around and be the boss. Uh, So let's talk about interviewing and how to make the whole process a lot more enjoyable from start to finish, including hopefully the hire at the end. Uh, You might be a founder who is bringing their first employee on board, yay! Um, Or an experienced person who's going through the motions of their next team build. Um, I know, certainly from a personal perspective, that when I first interviewed someone to work with me, despite being a relative pro with meeting people and having a chat with them for my actual job, I found the whole thing pretty awkward, and I think I spun them round and out of the door in about 10 minutes. I did actually hire that person, but um, yeah, I felt it all a bit strange. Um, So together, Joe and I will talk through some ideas about preparation, structure, etiquette, and also... Uh, And I think this is pretty important how to escape if you are sat with someone who is boring you to tears. Um, Hopefully, with this little suitcase full of ideas, you will be leading the way in making everyone have a better experience and you won't get a crappy review on Glassdoor. Um, So, this is all going to be very top line. There's so much depth that we could go into, but it would be a 50,000 year podcast uh, because we've seen it all, honestly. Um, but okay, let's kick off from preparation, Joe.
1: Um, what's the job that you're recruiting? You know, you need to be clear about what you're trying to hire in yep. the first process. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to be interviewing thirty people and not be able to make a shortlist. So make sure you understand the interview process in terms of who's attending, and is everybody aligned with? who's been hired. Yeah, and and tell that person who's coming
0: in for the interview who will be in the interview. And if there is a new person, then make sure Introduce that they're like introduced. Yeah. Um I've had something where I've gone through this is from a personal experience I've gone through a big interview process and then found out right at the end that the business is like, "Oh, actually we don't have the money to make this hire." And I was like, "Surely you would have known pretty much at the beginning of this process." that you didn't have the money to make this hire so try and make and sure yeah try and make sure to save everybody's time and the emotional roller coaster of going on an interview process because it is knackering um do you have the budget to make the hire like it or are you testing the market to see who's amazing and then you're going to try and get the higher get the budget from the hire and if you are then maybe just try and be as transparent as you can be with that because yeah. it's important um
1: what's next Preparing a list of questions beforehand um, yeah. and asking, asking people the same questions to create this even playing field for your candidates as well. Yeah. keep notes as well. Okay. Yeah. Keep notes of the interview process. Um, and we'll, we're going to talk about some useful
0: questions shortly. Be realistic about when you want the person on board as well, like... For example, we are recording this podcast in November. So any job that we are starting to work on at the moment, we know realistically that probably people are going to start going away soon, especially the founder businesses that we work with because they all tend to have a lovely long holiday over Christmas or Mm -hmm. disappear to work from somewhere else. So we know that realistically people aren't going to be able to interview until January and then we might have three-month notice period. So really think about when you're actually going to be able to make the um, interviews happen and when you want that person on board.
1: And then research the person you're meeting beforehand. Oh, good idea. Looking at their CV and you can also look at LinkedIn or their social media. Ooh, might unearth some, uh, some cracking, gems there, cracking pictures there. Um, and then also re- reading the CV and the portfolio in advance can save you a lot of time. And, you know, they've often spent quite a long, long time preparing all of this collateral. So to... Just ask them for their CV and the interview might seem a bit rude. Yeah.
0: Or just be like, so tell me about yourself is a little bit of a cop out. You know, if you're saying like, hey, so I see that last year you did a project with X, Y and Z. It just brings some personality and some life into the interview and just makes that person feel that they're, you know, there for a purpose, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Shall we
1: talk about where to interview?
0: Let's do that. I've got a little story here, my little bag of stories. You've um, got
1: loads of them. My network,
0: that's because I've been around the block for a long time. Um, my worst interview was when I was interviewing for a big uh, like, media publishing house. And the people I was interviewing with, who were really lols, really nice on the phone and on email who were still very nice people they just couldn't get it together when organizing a location so the hotel that I was meeting them in changed maybe like three or four times and they were all quite far away from each other it was the depths of winter and I was having to try and get out of my office to go and meet them Um, and they changed the times and it was just really really chaotic and then finally we ended up interviewing I think at the edition in London which is a really gorgy hotel but we didn't have a seat and so we were just fanning around just kind of in a half lobby sitting on a chair one person sat down ordering a coffee that then took ages it was just really awkward but if they'd have kind of got a location on lockdown it would have been a lot easier you know mm. if we're if you're traveling and you don't have an office or you don't even have an office full stop because you do flexible working then just get somewhere on lockdown just make sure that you've chosen a location because otherwise it's just be there and stay there be there and stay there just stay there and yeah if you've got an office like the thing where you actually book the room
1: yeah book the room don't be walking around with laptops like pizzas uh trying to find somewhere to sit Pizza i was once in an interview and the whole team walked in halfway through and i was working for a competitor at the time so it felt really awkward yeah and i was just sat there going hello yeah keep in
0: mind that the person who you are interviewing may feel a bit awkward if they are coming to see like a competitor or a like for like business because they might be, yeah, they might be worried that it's going to get back to whoever they work for at the moment. Also, don't interview in a pub for your first interview because it's... it's that's the final stage. That's yeah. final stage. Everyone likes a pub like, hey, you've got the job. But um, yeah,
1: not in the first instance. Um, okay, Joe. what about good questions? Good questions to ask. A really good opener is how much do you know about our business? Yeah. Because it shows you who's done their research and who hasn't. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I might caveat that it might be impossible to know about their business. Yeah. Because they might not have launched it yet. They might not exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, only do that if you are a larger business. I always ask that question when people come and interview
0: here. And I've been really surprised the amount of people that have like not done their
1: research because there's quite a lot of information on the website as well yeah and I'm just like oh
0: hi yeah god we've had some funny interviews recruiting for here you'd be think you'd think that recruiting for a recruitment business would actually be very easy but it's it it, it really isn't um okay (laughs) I like the question of um what would your team say about you because I tend to feel that it it throws people off guard in a, in a little way, but it's positive because it means that they just go like, oh, actually, like, how do I come across? Um, and you normally get a good honest answer because generally people aren't going to be like, oh, they'd all say that I'm fantastic. Normally, there'd be some kind of proper clarity in there as well. Um, and I also like give me an example of a time when I don't know, you've worked on something that's gone wrong and how you've coped with it. Because yeah. you can see how they you know, like how they react, and if they say like nothing's ever gone wrong, then you know that they are lying. Because it's work life, yeah. <laughs> there's obviously like, where do you see yourself in five years' time? But I, I personally, I don't like that question because I find it's just quite, you know,
1: you know, the, there's there's so many answers that you can give to that, and you never. Sometimes people are unsure as well. And I don't think that's, it's Especially not necessarily a bad thing sometimes. Like,
0: turnaround in jobs normally now is between two to three years, whereas before it was between five to six. Yeah. Stats. Stats. Um,
1: okay. And if you're interviewing on the business or financial side, touch on numbers in the first interview mm. because if they're not working to where you need them to be mm-hmm. um, in terms of volume or territory, then yeah. it's better to outline that first of all rather than get them to do a project. Yeah. Don't get boggled by someone's amazing
0: personality and not drill down into the stuff that you actually need to know about. Yeah. Um, Because you really need to make sure that whoever you are interviewing is going to be relevant. Let's talk about first impressions.
1: My favourite topic. So just be on time. Yeah. Just be there and be on time. If it's in the office and you're running late, pop out and Mm -hmm. say, I'm going to be late. Can I get you a drink? Yeah. Make sure they've got water. Okay,
0: and then what if, okay, so Joe, I've got an interview happening and I'm supposed to be in Westfield doing an interview with someone or something random like that, which is, this is, I mean, this has obviously happened to me because Westfield is such a specific reference. Location. And you've forgotten to go because that's happened to me where I've been so busy that I've actually completely forgotten that I have an interview booked and I've not gone and I feel terrible. Now, how should I deal with that?
1: Pick up the phone. Exactly, yeah. You don't send an email, you pick up the phone. no. And you say how mortified you are. Exactly. Yes, this is it what has it, happened. This
0: is what you do because the thing is, like, uh, I, I've I've had a situation where I've had someone going for an interview in a hotel again, and um, they've been sat there, and the person that they're supposed to be interviewing with has just gone dark. And has interviewed two other people before them and then it's just completely gone dark because um, they ended up taking a phone call. So it was just ridiculous. So, yeah, always, you know, if something's happened or you've got like, oh, my God, I can't interview this person anymore. Just talk about it. Just people will understand. Everyone's gone through stuff like that. Um, Yeah. We've got written down here. Introduce people. um, Yeah. Sometimes you'll just have someone sat in an interview who they
1: are and you don't know who they are so you've got to make sure you interview everybody at the table regardless of where they're at with things um you know i've I've interviewed people before and you know i was supposed to be on my own but actually i've got sarah or india with me you Mm. know just bring them into the process yeah
0: and talk about who they are or if they're an
1: hr person that you're interviewing
0: with then explain why they're there like you know Sally is here because she is someone that explains about culture, about our business, and can kind of talk about the more finer points with regards to salary and blah, 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 blah. Um, Just, yeah, just
1: introduce everyone and make sure they don't just sit there in silence because otherwise that's also a bit of a bummer. Yeah. I think when you're making your first impression, when you meet somebody, explain the structure of the interview so that no one's shocked as well. That is a really great idea because some interview structures are like
0: six... Six interviews and that's just how it is like yeah. the tech startups that we work with yeah I mean it's insane, but yes, it seems to me like a waste of time, but no one will listen to me but yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but um but yeah if there's going to be a project,
1: talk about it in the first part of a meeting yeah so so that they're not shocked if you present them with a project that you're expecting them to spend time on mm-hmm completely
0: um, and also it, like be relatable with the project that you're going to set. Make sure that you are not just doing something where basically someone's freelancing for you for free to try and get a job with you. A project should be a top line example of how someone should be thinking about coming to the business and in their ways of thinking. Yeah, if it examples. is something that you are expecting like a real amount of work done, f- you, you you need to be you need to be clear with that and understand why you're doing it. Fashion, notoriously, design positions candidates are always asked to do projects and then sometimes don't get any feedback for them whatsoever or they'll print it all out and then give it to the business and then the worst things I've seen are when the business has used that project and Use the hasn't, idea yeah it's really bad so it's not a modern way of doing things um so if you are selling a project then have a reason for it keep it top line and make sure you always give feedback because if someone's taken the time to do it then you need to feedback how long should you interview for this depends. My uh, Normally interviews are booked in for either like half an hour or an hour in people's diaries, aren't they? Yeah. But if you are doing a top line chemistry meeting, then be like, hey, I'm Rachel. Today we're literally just going to be kind of having a quick chat, going through things. It's probably not going to be a long interview, but that doesn't mean that you've not got the job. It's just because we're just having a quick chat. And then the next stage
1: will be X, Y and Z. Um, Sometimes that happens with the HR side of things, doesn't it? When yeah. they're checking on you know, yeah. cultural alignment or and also the same the same breath don't just
0: let the by putting a formalized structure into the interview process you are unlikely to end up with interviews happening for hours and hours and hours we've had a client recently who we love dearly but they ended up in a situation where they were interviewing for like two hours per person and then all of the interviews that we booked them ended up clashing with each other and two hours is too long to have a first interview like you're not it is, Getting yeah. the best out of people. You're just draining them and you just might not what get do to What do you point. do in second stage then? Exactly. If you've gone
1: through all of that in the first exactly. stage. Exactly. It just, it kind
0: of throws everything off. Um, Joe, what is your number one pet peeve for etiquette when someone is interviewing?
1: Candidates sat there trying to do their very best in an interview and the person's just sat there on their phone. Yeah checking their messages or Mm -hmm. whatsapping someone else it normally happens when there's more than one person in the interview yeah but I had a candidate once who went to an interview and the person was just sat on their phone the whole time and then he started showing her pictures of his children and it didn't actually touch on her experience or her vision for the role or business what the hour was up and she was like uh great do you want to know anything about me she knew everything about him Yeah. And then for the times that he wasn't talking about himself, he was just on his phone.
0: Yeah. I think with people like that... So she wasn't interested. It's really easy as someone that interviews like people to work here and you know advises other people on interviewing to recruit for their teams it's really easy especially if you've got a creative personality to get distracted and to want to just see if you can make a connection and have a conversation with someone so that's where having this kind of formal structure but just lightly have a formal structure so that you're able to extract the information that you need out of that person in a really kind and considerate way and you can also demonstrate your business really well because you if you know that you're someone that likes to have a conversation and likes to have a chat that's great but what you might end up doing is just blah 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 blah, pitching yourself the business and how great it is to work there and then yeah that person's taken an hour out and it's just like okay Mm. so that's that
1: then um if um if we're hiring for here as well i often do a phone interview beforehand Mm -hmm. because i want to see what their phone etiquette's like and how they communicate over the phone yeah definitely so and how they, they deal with specific questions on the phone because they've not prepared so much for it. Yeah,
0: they're kind of on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've
1: got something
0: as well that we should probably always uh, start bringing up, which I used to think was a bit of a joke, but now is super
1: relevant. Is, uh, we talked about it in the intro, glass Glassdoor. Oh, yeah. I, people keep mentioning that so much recently. Mm-hmm.
0: I think as soon as we've got an, uh, a client that we're recruiting for and we are looking for talent to match that client in our dating agency capacity, if we speak to someone, they will always Google the client and Glassdoor is the number one search that comes up about that business. And generally, people will only put negative reviews on a website like that. They're not going to be like, I've just had the best interview, blah, 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 blah. But by giving someone a positive interview process... Even if they don't leave a review, at least they're not leaving a negative review because it doesn't matter. It could be anyone from someone junior right through to someone very, very senior. But if they haven't had a clear process, if they haven't understood when the person's potentially going to make the decision and they've been left hanging, they haven't got feedback, like they'll always leave a snarky review. So it's
1: something to think about. Do you think that a positive interview process needs to always have positive remarks or do you think you can be critical no, of i somebody? think you can be
0: critical of someone but in a in a structured way like if someone's come in and they're really unprepared and their portfolio isn't right or their background isn't relevant you can be like okay i mean i interviewed someone to work here who basically was super super stroppy um and just was obviously had applied for a junior position here because she um, needed a job not because she was excited about the business Yeah. And that's exactly the type of person where you'll be like, "Ah, I'm going to leave a negative review. Um, So how I followed up with her was to to kind of talk through what could be good for her to focus on going forward rather than what how crap she was in the interview with me. Because, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, Yeah. I would probably also talk about like if you're interviewing someone and they've come through a channel where. Maybe you just are like, they've applied for a job directly or they've applied through an advert. So they haven't necessarily been as screened as if they've come from your internal recruitment team or a headhunter and they're sat yeah. there and they've got a great CV, but they are crap. On paper? On paper. like My type on paper. <laughs> but they are like, and you are, you are like, whoa, okay, okay like what what am I doing here how do I get out of this because sometimes people will be like and you're like whoa I just don't know what to do and you know it happens to all of us you'll end up interviewing someone you'll be like um how do you get out of that like what's your like what's your recommendation I know how I would do it just drop and run just run out the door no I wouldn't (laughs) just leg it just no what I like to do is loud clap
1: a loud clap <laughs> and then she stands up. And A loud goes, clap and go
0: right then. Great. It right was so then. nice to meet you. Yeah, no, I don't do that. But what I what I do tend to do is um is is try and try my hardest if you are interviewing someone that's not right, um, to uh, focus my attention on their CV and just be like, right, okay. So this is all fantastic, your experience is great, but what we're looking for is X, Y, and Z. Um if you've got someone that's showing you a portfolio which is taking forever, which happens all the time with creative, um, they could just be flipping over one page after another page after another page, or really taking ages to open up like a hundred different files on their laptop, um, all of which are ancient and something will crash and it's just dreadful. And you're just like, why am I looking at this? What I normally say is like, hey, okay, you know what? I I think you've you know works really interesting but what's going to be really useful for me today is for you to pick out your favorite thing that you've done over the last year or 18 months because I don't have a lot of time but I really want to see what you you know what you're talking through um and that's normally a little bit of a way to focus on someone's attention because you know you want to show the respect that that person deserves but also you know you've got other things to do um
1: if, yeah if i don't think that somebody's right for a position just because the the, the vibes off or i don't think they'll be culturally right or their experiences are off mm. i try to wrap it up in the interview rather than yeah
0: i mean there's i mean there I, I would say twice in my life i've had a f- i mean bearing in mind that i interview people probably interview like at least 10 people a week i would say for yeah. the last 100 years there has been two occasions where i've got to the point where i've been like Get out! <laughs> <laughs>
1: they can't read the room because they
0: they can't read the room, and it's just been dreadful. Um, you need to leave. Now. And the yes wells has got to the point where it's not <laughs> yes well. <laughs> you've gone past that, or they're just annoyed because Rachel they're not right. I'm stood up, clapping, the, in in stood the up the clapping getting them out, shooing them out the door. No, or you've got to the point where they're annoyed because they. Are not right for the job. You don't want to hire them, but maybe they've been through the ringer and they've gone through a bit of a journey to come into this interview, but it's all gone wrong. They they know they haven't got the job, so you're ending up in the position where it's like, I'm really sorry, but, you know, and in those occasions, the yes-wells do come (laughs) in. Yes-wells. Yes-well. No, in those occasions, just be sensitive, but, you know, just say, like, look, unfortunately, it's not going to work out. La, la, la. It's just like dumping someone. Super easy. Um, Okay
1: how many interviews
0: do you think is appropriate six no um I think three max for me first interview yeah. get the vibe second interview show the project and hopefully get an offer um and then th- the third interview if you are desperate and you need to bring another person into the process or a stakeholder yeah um how did you feel about how someone should have an offer presented to them
1: don't do it when they're sat there in the room at the first Live. stage interview. Live. <laughs> so when can you start?
0: You're the right person for me. It creeps people out. It's not positive. People
1: think it's a bit desperado, I think. Mm, mm.
0: It's happened to, it's happened to me, and I've ended up being a bit like, oh, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've just thought of this. Actually, this is the same the same interview which was in the stockroom, and I'm just going to quickly sidebar my CV at the time. So, um... I <laughs> I hadn't ever seen a CV before. Um, I went to this interview and I actually did it um, a bit like a, uh, a a bit like a menu. <laughs> it was dotted, <laughs> <laughs> and I put a picture of a flower on the front of it.
1: Oh. how old were you? Uh,
0: Nine. <laughs> I was. Uh, was it? No, I was like nineteen, and it was basically. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, I I trained as like a makeup artist and I'd done it as if you were going to like a like a like a, a spa spa, and I uh, put all my experience of working at River Island on there um and my sp- like my qualifications as a makeup artist very creative uh, it was very cra- I thought to myself you have nailed this and then um and then yeah I had that interview and she offered me the job on the spot um including the salary and everything and I didn't know any better than to say yes and it was a pittance and I was working in Watford, but. You know, here I am. Um, But yeah, but so don't... Basically, gist of it, don't offer the person the job on the spot and don't do a CV that looks like a spa menu. No.
1: (laughs) And how long is appropriate in between interviews, do you think?
0: Oh, like this... Keep it snappy. If you you can't make a decision, be honest and keep in contact with that person that is waiting to hear from you. Don't just leave them forever. And if you are wanting to see other people and then make a decision based on that, then tell that person. It's normal. That's how interviews work.
1: People expect it.
0: Don't just leave them hanging forever and then come out of the blue with an offer. Again, weird. Like, people have lives. They're getting on with stuff. You know, And or if you are, you know, making a hire to someone else, waiting to see if they're going to accept the job, and then you know offering the other person like just keep the process yeah. like have parity keep the process nice and clear um if you've got a candidate
1: waiting in the wings then and you do intend to offer them a position then mm-hmm. just keep them sweet and make yeah. sure that you're being
0: communicative
1: and if they you, understand j- even
0: if it's nothing even if it's just a placeholder email of like hi i know you to hear who? from you uh, from us i'll be in touch then you know that's, you're golden That's enough. but yeah these the processes that we have where it will be like an interview, then an interview with someone else and then a someone else and then another person gets brought in and then a just-in-case and then maybe we'll bring the team in to meet you as well. Um, it's quite exhausting for everybody and sometimes yeah. the momentum gets lost and people have other interviews to go on and they can't be asked. So you thinking that you've got this like big jazzy process can actually mean, mean that, that you're you lose the person. Yeah. 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 Like you've got an example at the moment of an amazing new tech startup where you've got incredible talent going over to interview there but there's no actual product or visuals for it so there's
1: nothing at the moment well
0: inside in the business the culture is like oh my god we're building this new they're all really excited exciting thing like first of all it's you know a relocation it's getting people over to that location and why they would move themselves or themselves and their partner cat family whatever but then
1: if you haven't got the buzz coming from the business directly to the candidate painting the picture of the the business and what it stands for it's like
0: it's just like hey we've got this imaginary job it could be imaginarily great la 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 yeah it doesn't mean anything so remember that you need to get their buy-in
1: yeah and I think when you're attracting talent nowadays what what you stand for as a business and what your practices are Mm -hmm. are something that people will be expecting to hear defo defo people care about things like that now so they really
0: know. do you only have to look on instagram to see pages like estee laundry who will hang out to dry anyone in the beauty industry who treats their staff badly you know like this yeah. it's it's really you can't you can't hide now um
1: cool okay should we talk about onboarding and uh, um, talk about boarding. your Ooh. candidate at the christmas disco that was just stood Aww. there on his own
0: I relocated a really nice guy over from Amsterdam to a global business that was based in London. And this guy was a really, really senior person, very, very C-suite, really excited about his new position. And it was gonna be a whole new world. He'd moved his family, everything and the hr person was incredible and was like absolutely on it really great da 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 however she went on maternity leave and there was no one there to help onboard him so the pa of the uh, ceo got in touch and was like hey do you want to come to the christmas party so he was like yes i want to come to the christmas party gets his glad rags on goes to the christmas party and no one's there to say hi. None of the other C-suite people had arrived yet. And when they did arrive, no one introduced themselves. Um, stood on his h- own at the Christmas party. He stood on party. his own at the Christmas party. And then he got cornered by like someone super, super junior. And he couldn't get away. And he just didn't know what to do with himself. And then the next day when he actually started, he had no laptop. He had no phone. And it took weeks to get all of that stuff sorted out. And it was all really easy things that could have made the whole process better. But actually, the taste yeah. that was left in his mouth was like this company's culture is not
1: good and for me to feel like this at this senior level imagine what you feel like if you're more junior yeah Um, a lot of a lot of brands have like a body up system now yeah where you're you know appointed to onboard somebody from a peer-to-peer level but also you know they have a leadership person Mm -hmm. in place which i think is a really interesting idea
0: it is definitely and even like we always say it takes like six months for you to find out where to like make your cups of tea, where to do blah, 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 all of this stuff. Like, just give people a break. So if you're making them an offer, make sure that their offer letter goes out, make sure their contract goes out, make sure you've done all of the kind of due diligence with all of that and that you have got them coming on board to a desk that is actually there or if they're working remotely, that they've got all of their ducks in a row and they feel like they're part of a business. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Having an employee handbook is also really good. Um, So you've got like a set of values so people know what you stand for and what the kind of what the shtick is um yeah joe okay what we're going to do today as a little bit of a different thing is we're going to round up with an email from our podcast at talentatelier.com email address uh, which is a question which is actually directed to you um, so, Joe. hi. I have been working within an operational position in a large advertising agency for the last five years, and I've worked on some incredible things with brands, including Nike and Adidas, which has been great. But now I am feeling a little bit like I should look into the next stage of my career. I feel that I can do anything. I'm a bit of an octopus, as you girls always talk about. And what I'd like to know is, from an operational background, what could be my logistical next step? Logical next step, not logistical. That's me reading it badly.
1: What do you think, Joe? Operational
0: background, working in agency.
1: Uh, well, logical next steps mm-hmm. would be to be a managing director of an agency. Okay. You could, depending on your operational background in terms of HR and finance, Mm -hmm. you could also work in a different agency environment or go and be an ops director for a brand.
0: Yeah, Um, because some people just want to step out of ad land completely, don't they? Because it's changed so much.
1: Yeah, so you could go and you could go and work for a brand Mm -hmm. and do the same thing. Uh, But obviously operations covers finance, HR, sometimes legal. Mm -hmm. So and then the office operations side of things. So you could go and work for a brand to do that.
0: Okay. And is there anything special I should do on my CV to make me look a bit more interesting? Maybe if
1: I was that person, you need to put key projects in place and also any numbers and percentages in terms of growth? Okay. Any jazzy office moves that you've done? Mm-hmm. Any kind of chief of staff responsibilities you might have? Yeah. Partnering with the CEO? Great. Launching offices mm-hmm. in different countries. Maybe just
0: take a step out of your little world as well and think like how you would explain your job to your grandma. Um, yes. Because you might just be in agency land and just feel like yeah, yeah. you're talking that kind of language. Um, great. Okay. Well, that's the post bag closed. Um, Please do review us, like, subscribe, share, do anything. We're getting like a nice uh, little bit of traction with this podcast, but we obviously would like uh, more contact with you guys. So please do email us. And if you've got any comments or suggestions, then we're always here to answer those. Anything you want us to talk about or cover. Yeah, absolutely. We've got some interesting things scheduled for the end of 2019 going into 2020 and we will also be doing a live podcast recording at some point in the next couple of months um so we'll put more information about that in our newsletter so if you're not subscribed to our newsletter email podcast at talent and we will add you into our mailchimp database um have a wonderful day and uh, yeah bye bye